This evening, I'm going to talk to you about something, and just stay with me because at first you're not you're going to say, "Wait a minute!" But are you carnal or spiritually minded? Romans eight one through eight. Before you answer that, you better hear the hear the message. There is therefore no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God did by sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh on account of sin. He condemned sin in the flesh that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh but according to the Spirit. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on fussy things, but those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can it be. So then those who are in the flesh cannot please God. Now, did you know you can't have what you don't believe? You can't get something unless you seek it and you can't have it unless you want it. If you don't want to be spiritual, you never will. I didn't say you wouldn't be saved. No. If you don't want to go any further in God, you never will. God will let you follow the flock, eat the same thing, drink the same from the same well, but you have to want more to get more. You can come to church and hear what others feel, feel what others feel, but never get what others get. Now I got, I got your attention now. <laughs> because you receive it in the flesh rather than receiving it by the spirit. If all you ever eat and feast on is car carnality, then that is all you'll ever be, is a carnal Christian. But if you're hungry, and down Texas where I come from, you can be hungry or you can be hungry. <laughs> Anybody know what I'm talking about? Hungry, well, you could just use some food. If you hungry, man, <laughs> you're about to pass out. <laughs> you know, I think that's the way it is with some people with uh, the, having the mind of Christ. <laughs> you know, if you're hungry and thirsty for the things of God, then you'll get the things of God. To get anything from the Spirit... You have to get in prayer. Now the carnal mind has a problem with that. Because it wants to reject anything that's spiritual. Carnality means that you make decisions in the flesh and that you never inquire of the spirit. Carnality means you operate on how it looks, how it feels, and what you heard somebody say. Did you know that you can dance all over the church, 
speak in tongues and still be a carnal person? All you got to do is read Corinthians. Paul told the church at Corinth that they had all of the gifts in operation, but he called them carnal and gave them instructions on how to be spiritual. Come on now. Don't look at me like that. It's the truth. Study the book. Study it. Let me say this. As a, if you have a carnal mindset, you respond to everything more in the flesh or the natural, we could say, than you do in the, in the spirit. You know, what comes from God and the things of God doesn't come through the natural senses. It comes through the spirit. Hello, you there? Okay. When you operate in your carnal senses, you'll just stay where you're at. Sometimes you might even regress. What God, the things of God and what God sends to you doesn't come through normal senses. It comes through his spirit. Boy, y'all are awful quiet tonight. <laughs> because this is sort of a different subject, but it's something that we need to think about. If the Corinthian church could be called carnal, then we need to check up on ourselves because they had all kinds of the spirit and everything operating in their lives, in their church. You see, a lot of times people, Christians even, go more with how they feel in the flesh than the spirit. I don't feel good. I, I just don't feel right about it. Well, what's that got to do with it? Have you gone and prayed and read the word? And what does the spirit, what is the spirit saying to you? I've heard a lot of people say, oh, I don't know. I just don't feel right about that. Well, is that coming from your spirit or is it coming from your head? Come on now. Many times when people say they don't feel right about something, it's because they're looking at it from head knowledge, carnal, the carnal mind rather than spirit. Especially if it's something that they think they should do or, and, or not do. And that, oh, well, I just don't feel right about that. Oh, it is quiet in here now for sure. The carnal mind says it's too hard when God asked you to do something. Or 
when the requirements of the Bible require you to do some things. Oh, that's too hard. Another thing, the carnal mind will always come out with, I can't, I'm not qualified. Let me ask you a question. Do you think Peter was qualified to be a disciple? Do you think Matthew, one of the most hated people they were, the tax collector, collecting the Rome, the taxes from his own people, his own, because he had sold out to the Romans? Was he qualified? You know, as I read in the word of God, a lot of the people that God used really weren't qualified, but God qualified them. Because when you get in the spirit, you can see a difference. Now I'll show you. Look at Peter. When they came to the garden to get Jesus, he cut the guy's ear off. He was in, he, he, he going to take care of this in the flesh. Jesus had to put the man's ear back on. Then once Jesus got on trial, he got afraid and denied him. Now he'd been, he'd been with Jesus all that time. Come on now. But after the day of Pentecost with the spirit, you see a different Peter. He's standing out there preaching. Told him, you hung Jesus, but he had a bunch of converts. You see, People remain, they, they may be born again, but they remain carnal in their actions and things that they do because they're not spending enough prime time in prayer and reading the word. Now, I'm not telling you you got to spend 24 hours a day or, or 16 hours or whatever it is. No, just spend some quality time reading the word and in prayer. Did you know Quality time is different than quantity time. You know, when I was playing sports, coach used to say, hey, if you guys will give me quality time, we won't practice as long. But if you're not going to zero in and get into this, it'll be a long practice. Any of you guys ever had that happen? You see, when you live long enough without the word and prayer, 
your desire for the spiritual things begins to wane. That don't mean you're not born again. You're just not as conscious and not as hungry for spiritual things as you are the natural things. You know, you start to think, well, it's okay. And you become satisfied with where you are rather than desiring to go on. Paul said in Philippians, he said, I don't, I'm just going to paraphrase it, 2023 language. I don't count myself to done anything, but I press on toward the mark. I mean, he could have rested on his laurels because he had accomplished a lot. You see, when you are not ingrained with the spiritual mind, then you become satisfied with less than God's best. First Corinthians 2, 9 and 10. And I don't think I've ever had a crowd be this quiet, but that's all right. I'm walking, I'm walking heavy right now. First Corinthians 2, 9 and 10. But as it is written, I have not seen, nor ear heard, nor have it entered into the heart of man, the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed it to, to us through his spirit, for the spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. It says here, he's prepared some stuff for us. But you've got to be spiritually minded if you're going to get it. You know, you can't just pick up the Bible and read a couple of verses or read a psalm and say, oh, praise the Lord, hallelujah. The Bible says to renew your mind with the word. You don't renew your mind with the word unless you go over and over and over and over. That's why that is, you're told to meditate on the word. Just like you go in the natural, you go over certain things until they become ingrained in you, until they're a part of you in the natural. We need to do the same thing in the spiritual. We go over and over and over the word of God until it becomes ingrained in our mind. And if we're spiritually minded, when something happens, our immediate reaction is not, oh, what am I going to do? But our immediate reaction, and I got this from my father, that's where I learned it. Our immediate reaction is just another chance to prove God's word works. You see, you see what I'm trying to get a hold of here? I, you know, Paul told Timothy in 2 Timothy 2.15, be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a worker that does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. The reason some people get all messed up when they hear somebody using the word, but they're, 
they're curving it off where it shouldn't go is because they haven't bothered to study enough to know for themselves. I was just watching, well, and that I, I was just running channels. Sometimes I do that and at night I go to bed and I just start running channels. Just, I watch a little bit of this, a little bit of that, just till I get ready to turn it off. And she even stopped. She was playing one of her games on her iPad. And that's what she does to relax, to go to sleep. And we stopped it because we, we come across one of the religious channels. And this person was on there saying some stuff. And it was really good until all of a sudden they plugged it in to giving an offering. Now, immediately I said, that's not right, didn't it? There she is. And I turned it off. I wasn't interested in listening anymore because they are leading people astray that have not got into the word and studied the word like they should. They take what they say because of who they're supposed to be. I'm going to say something that's going to upset some of you, but everybody that's saying they're an apostle is not. Everybody that's saying they're a prophet's not. You say, where'd you learn that? From a man by the, my, my same name, only he's got a different middle initial. Some of you that have sat under him and heard him teach, you've heard him say that. How many, Tony, you heard him say that? Both Tonys. I've got two Tonys sitting one on each end of the bench. This one, this has been with me for a few years now. And he was with me for 19 years. And he was, him and dad did a, a lot of stuff together. But you see, people can get led astray if they're not spiritually minded. Doesn't mean they're not born again. Just means that they haven't taken the time to become more spiritual minded about things than they are carnal or natural minded. You might, people would like it, you'd probably like it better if I say natural mind, that'd make you feel better. You know how we are today. You got to say, you can say the same thing, but you got to say it a different way. How I many know what I'm talking about? You don't really know what God wants until you get it from the spirit. First Corinthians two fourteen. But the natural man does not receive the things of the spirit of God for they are foolish to him, nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. Now let's read that from the NLT. That is the New King James. But people who aren't spiritual can't receive the truths from God's spirit. It all sounds foolish to them and they can't understand it for for only those who are spiritual can understand what the spirit means. I think if 
some people a little more spiritual minded, they wouldn't say, well, this is what I think the word of God is saying. No, they'd understand the spirit said what it wanted to say and that's it. You see, this building started out as a thought. Then it became a set of plans. Then it became, it was concrete and steel and building material. And then it was a building. That's the way you've got to work with renewing your mind. You've got to start and then it progresses, 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 just like a building until you reach the point that you are more, I, I didn't say you'd ever get there, but you become more spiritual minded than natural minded or carnal minded. That's what I'm saying, okay? Look at this. If you're going to be transformed by the renewing of your mind, then you got to do something. Romans 12, 2, New King James. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good except the perfect will of God. Now, look at this. Uh, we understand a little better from the NLT. Don't copper the behavior and customs of the world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you'll know God's will for you, which is good, pleasing, and perfect. I want you to notice <coughs> it says here in 2 Corinthians 5.17, we become a new creature in Christ Jesus. That's the spirit. Okay? Look what it says here. But let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. We have to do something about change. God changes the spirit. We do something about changing the mindset. Hello now. They're good teaching people. Look at Galatians. Galatians 5, 16. I say then, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill, fulfill the lust of the flesh. For your flesh lusts against the spirit and spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another so that you do not do the things that you wish. Let's read that in the NIV. So I say, live by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. For the sinful nature desires what is contrary to the spirit and the spirit what is contrary to the sinful nature. They're in conflict with each other. And so what you do, what you do not do, what you, so that you do not do what you want. You see here, here's what this is saying here is that unless our minds are trained or transformed to think spiritually, they will automatically reverse to thinking in the carnal, natural way. Hello? Because you, in, the nat in the natural, you are in this world. But in the spirit, you're in, you're in another world. 
you have got to combine both of those together and then it the natural supernatural coming together makes a explosive force for God it's not all natural but it's not all spiritual either so you have to know when to lean to the spirit and when to lean to the natural anybody understand what I'm saying to you the flesh say the service is lasting too long the spirit says preach it pastor See, my dad used to say this, and I I said, most people listen with the wrong ear. They listen with the natural ear more than the spiritual ear. Now, y'all might not like what I'm fixing to say, but I'm going to say it anyway. When I'm listening to people speak and so forth and so on, I measure it by the spirit and what this, what I know this word says. Because a person can be going along and preaching really good and then all of a sudden insert something that's not right. I better go on. You know, the fleshly ear or the carnal minds, oh, it's okay to be late for church. It's all right. Don't worry about it. The natural or carnal mind says, oh, you don't need to volunteer. Hey, that's just something they're trying to get you to do. Just as long as you're in church, it's okay. If you are natural, carnal-minded, you complain more than you praise. Whoa. Pastor, just I'm just doing some good teaching tonight, people. I'm not getting on anybody. I'm just trying to get us to realize that if we're not careful, we can lean more to the natural or the carnal side than we do the spiritual side. And the only way to combat that is to transform this mind right here until it, no matter what happens, it thinks on the spiritual side. Just like we were going up Interstate 44 here a while back and there was a real bad wreck and we could see over there. I mean, it, we were on this side, so but it was on this side and the, and the traffic was all stopped All the and there was four or five cars all messed up, a semi and everything. And, and the f- first thing out of both of our mouths, Lord, help them. Lord, minister to them. Why? Most people say, oh man, that's bad. Look at what happened. Oh, I bet you somebody got killed in that. But, but her and I both, our first thoughts was, Lord, help them. 
do you see the difference in natural and spiritual thinking? That's all I'm trying to get across to you. You know, I may be doing it a little different way. You know, the flesh says, if the Lord wants you to do something, oh, I can't do that. Yes, you can. The Bible says you can. I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. Isaiah asked a question in Isaiah 53, 1. Who has believed our report? He's talking about his report. And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? People who have become spiritual minded, believe the word of God, do what it says, come in line with it without any complaints or any second thoughts. If you're going to please God, you have to make some sacrifices. Uh-oh. What do I mean about sacrifice? I mean, come to church when you don't want to or feel like it. Read the Bible when you would rather do something else. Pray when it'd be more fun to go on a little excursion or go somewhere. Only those who are spiritual minded will put the flesh down and do what they need to do. Jesus is talking in Matthew 26, 41. Watch and pray, lest you enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. The message says it like this. Stay alert. Be in prayer so you don't wander into temptation without even knowing you're in danger. There is a part of you that is eager and ready for anything in God. But there's another part that is as lazy as an old dog sleeping by the fire. I didn't call you an old dog. That was, that whoever wrote the message translation did that. There will always, there will always, until you're taken out of this world, there will always be a war between the carnal and the spiritual. You have to determine what you're going to do about it. You can be carnal and be saved. But I do know this. You're not going to enjoy all the blessings that God has for you until you become more spiritually minded than you are carnal or natural minded. Heavenly Father, I just talked to these people for a few moments tonight. Stir up their minds to get them to realize that it's very important that they have a spiritual mindset. I thank you, Father, for it in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Everybody stand. Did y'all get anything at all tonight? If you didn't, it wasn't because I didn't try. (laughs) I will say this. If you happen to be in here tonight and you don't know Jesus as your Savior, you can't be spiritually minded till you become a part of, of him.
Or you know what it is to serve God, but you have got off track. You need to come back and rededicate your life. Or you may know that you're born again, but you've never been filled with the Spirit. You want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. According to Acts chapter 2, verse number 4, they were all filled with the Spirit, began to speak with tongues. The Spirit gave them utterance. Anybody on any of those invitations as we're dismissed tonight, the ladies over here, the men over here, come down here. They'll pray with you, and you won't leave here like you came. If you need prayer for anything, if you'll come down here, our prayer partners will pray with you and you won't leave here the same as you came in the door. Praise the Lord. Hey, go find our first time guests and take them to get that special gift that we have for them. And what do we say? Church, welcome home. You found it right here. Come and be a part of us. Hey, Sunday morning right here. Come believe and remember all the announcements. Turn around, shake hands with somebody. We'll see you. We'll see you Sunday. If you need prayer for salvation, rededication, the Holy Spirit, or anything, come to the front right now and you'll be prayed with.